Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Hi, everyone. This is episode number 74 of FIA Goes PC. And as always, I'm your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hale. And a fair amount to talk to you guys about this week. Uh, a lot of things happening, obviously, around the world right now. We like to say that we're not in lockdown. And just as we say that, it's like the mafia. They go and pull us back in with these. Maybe there's a second wave. I mean, I wave every day to the postman who uh, doesn't deliver anything to us because we live in a field. But he does go to the houses nearby, especially the farmer's house. I haven't seen him today. He hasn't been out. Um, I'm here. Yeah. With, well, our producer, but she's out running across the field to try and catch a pigeon. I'm not sure why. Maybe you want to explain it. Say hello, Winifred. Hello. Why are you trying to run after pigeons? Because it's fun. Fun catching a pigeon. It's also <laughs> a good cartoon. Once mm. upon a time. The pigeons here are so fat massively fat yeah. they're like pretty much pigeons that are eating pigeons Organic they're pigeons. like winston churchill pigeons mm. they're chubby yep. and they stomp around like yep. they own a place and it's they uh, they have um normal feet unlike city pigeons who like have lost a toe or two yeah yeah <laughs> or have half a head mm. it's a very unusual thing <laughs> if you go to london you'll be traumatized like everyone likes the mary poppins scene you know feed yeah. the birds if you tried to do that with our pigeons here, you'd get attacked because they're massive. They just I remember that. Eat your arm, yeah. In Trafalgar Square yeah, before it's like, they uh, and there's loads of, of <laughs> But there's loads of tourists that like to do that. Like, mm. let's reenact that sequence by chucking bread. You get mauled. There's so many of them. Yeah. And yeah. I've told you, I think, well, before any of this situation happened, it's been a couple of years now, they passed a sort of soft law mm. to stop people doing that. Yeah, because, because it's not very hygienic, is it? <laughs> it they get attacked, to be yeah. honest. So well, many of them. It's not as vicious as swans. We should never really, like, if you are listening and you're thinking about going around the UK as a tourist, because you can now, apparently. Most yeah. countries are allowed back. Um, <laughs> no don't feed, Don't feed our birds bread. Any bird. Uh yeah, that comes up to you. It's it's not a good idea. Mm. Talking about holidays and the fact people are going abroad, mm -hmm. there's been an influx in the headlines, the UK news headlines, where people are literally rushing to go to Spain and places like this, mm. okay, which is, you know, it's the time of year. And one case that's just come out, literally, just before I sat down to do this, I was reading it, was that... Uh, because they're getting cheap flights, they're going to Spain, they're booking hotels, and the hotels they're booked aren't actually open because of coronavirus. So they haven't actually opened these hotels, which again is voluntary. Like so, you can open them. So they get to the hotel and then it's closed? Yeah, and they've got nowhere to stay. <laughs> so a lot of them are homeless on the beach with their suitcases. Hmm. Um, well, if that's what you prefer. That's an interesting holiday. Uh, it's very different. Hmm. Uh, yeah, if you are in Spain and you're British right now and you're listening and you're one of these people on the beach, <laughs> save your battery on your phone. What are you doing? You haven't got a power outlet. Because <laughs> uh, you made a bad mistake there. That's kind of uh, an interesting holiday. Hmm. You know, uh, enjoy the house that you had in lockdown for three months. Now come here and enjoy more freedom than you ever bargained for. And no house. Yeah, you're basically homeless <laughs> on a beach. Homeless you're a beach on bum. a beach. It's that's a beach a... bum package holiday. Oh my gosh, that's a sitcom or reality show waiting to happen. No, it, it, it would be a very bad reality show because if you're there all night with the people on the beach, at some point your camera's going to get stolen. The cameraman's homeless too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a good look. This horrendous bad record for people reimbursing holidays at mm. the moment because obviously this is stockpiled. Yeah. Many people have booked their summer holiday maybe a year in advance. And obviously no refunds are coming out. No refunds are being granted. So uh, you're in a 
bit of a pickle if you go there and you've only got a beach to stay on. Mm. And that'd be even funnier when the cops turn up and kick you out. You can't be here after dark. There's a curfew. You know, mm. that's going to happen. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Weird situation. I think what we should all understand is nothing is quite as it seems. No. That's kind of the, the, like, the logic I apply to all of this. Nothing is quite as it seems. For example, we've had for at least three or four weeks a rumor in the press saying that we're going to have this huge heat wave mm. here in the UK where it could soar up to 43 degrees. I was saying at one point. Then they turned it back into 30 degrees. Well, we're now in that time where it's meant to be 30 degrees. And I'm telling everyone who's not in the UK right now, it isn't. However, the heat wave rumors are now traveling to our friends across the pond in the USA. Oh, okay. They haven't specified where in the USA. It's just going to hit the USA now. So what I'm trying to say is when you follow the news, we always try and keep our head in the game somewhat usually it's because the ice cream truck's playing it on the channel because he feels like yeah i'll just blast the news out because none of you have entertainment you're you field dwellers and the people on the beach in spain i'm sure they get the same treatment it's a situation really where a lot of things that are meant to be happening here are then given to the usa and vice versa for example deadly bees from asia attacking there was meant to be a plague of bees. Mm. Deadly hornets, I think yeah. they were. Asian hornets. We never saw them. No. The Americans, however, did show photographs in like clickbait articles. Mm. It's all always clickbait. That these things literally look like something you buy at a toy shop. They're completely bizarre and grotesque. And I saw on that note today, a Filipino guy in the Philippines. Hi, if you're listening in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Was saying to a lot of his international friends, we have bats the size of men in this country and they're like really do you so he took a photograph of this fruit bat that is absolutely enormous according to this picture it's not it's very unspecific and so it's blowing up on the internet and he's like i never expected my article to get this huge Uh, is Uh, it like a perspective trick it probably is like it's really close to the probably (laughs) is because if there was a man-sized bat it would explain half a dozen of these monster sightings with the mothman stuff men would be real now, Batman is real. I've talked about this quite often. Uh, if you're listening in the future and you're an Australian robot, you know that Batman's real. It's a documentary oh, series, I told you. Yeah, They were very good to get the camera people that close to a guy that's basically kicking the hell out of everyone in a room, I mm. thought. Should that Batman story be a real one? Um, but my thought is, like, it basically, there's a lot of people in the USA. All you have to do is watch TV after a certain time where infomercials are usually playing and you get these classic conspiracy theory shows and there's one like the mothman which is a huge urban legend Mm -hmm. well it's actually a bat from the philippines it's just (laughs) traveled to you that's basically what it is uh problem solved yeah but i've been having because uh we're in that sort of situation where we're meant to be out of this kind of lockdown thing everything feels very twilight zone we have been out a Mm. few times now but it feels like when you go to a shop you almost, um, well, I'll put it this way. In LA, there's a ritualistic thing like you have to be on the guest list. Otherwise, you can't go yes. to the toilet or anything. <laughs> Is your name on a guest list? No, oh, you can't breathe in here. Even McDonald's. Even McDonald's. Toilet. You go to McDonald's. Is your name on a guest list? No. Well, you can't come in here. Because there might be a celebrity in there, right? Mm. Or a celebrity has been there once. So obviously, they're high rep. So you have to be on the guest list. The only time this applies is if you are a CIA operative or a celebrity. So go figure, they're probably one and the same thing. You know, celebrities in <laughs> action. celebrities are CIA agents. Yeah. Celebrities in action is what the CIA means because there's very little intelligence Celebrity there. Anyway, in action. Oh. I, I just made a pun of uh, no intelligence and central intelligence agency. That's uh, almost like FIA. It, it could be. Mm. could be. You never know. <laughs> um, but basically, when you have this situation, stipulated entrance... Okay. When you go to your normal shops on a normal day, you just walk in, do your shopping, pick stuff up. We did say last time you have to go through sanitizing Mm -hmm. stations, but now it feels like you're almost not allowed to go into certain shops, like unless your name's on the list. It feels Mm -hmm. very protected, almost like they're scanning your head with a temperature gauge. There's a bouncer at the door. Yeah, yeah. He's just bouncing. (laughs) 
like literally a ball. No. Yeah, that's what a bouncer is. Bouncer, best security measure for any, and if you're a nightclub owner and you're wondering, well, how do I get a cheap alternative to high-tech security because it's quite expensive and, you know, we've all lost a lot of money in these past few months. Uh, easy, you just get a crazy person. One of those guys that, like, you know, talks himself or pretends that he knows an alien friend or one of these guys, they've got to work too. It's, it's a fair income thing. Or the smelliest dude, you know. Okay. <laughs> and you just Yeah. And you just stick them in the front. And no one's going to mess with that place. It might screw up your reputation, but really, right now? And revenue. Well, really, right now, you got nothing to lose and everything to gain because people over desperate to come into a nightclub or mm. they can't because yeah. things haven't been allowed. That's true. But um, the situation is basically quite bleak. So all the shopping centers where you used to go in, you could go and have a look. Now it's like one at a time and it's all very off-putting, really. Mm, it's it not is. a nice experience. You can't touch anything, yeah. which is difficult when you're buying clothes unless you got like, I think you get given those salad tweezers, you know, <laughs> those big, uh, I'm doing the action here. Yeah. <laughs> it lo looks like I'm cutting a head, yeah, basically. Like... <laughs> um, but those massive, I don't even think they call, you wouldn't call them salad tweezers. No. Salad uh, things. Tongs? Yeah, maybe. I I, I wasn't going to say that because I know a few of them and they live in China. But um, oh. yeah, they're a good family. The Tongs live down the road. Mm. Uh, just the road. The just road. The... <laughs> just the, it's a road. Well, it is a road. It is an a, a road. road. Yeah, the one opposite us is actually an A road. And if you're British, you know what an A road is. Oh. I won't explain to you what that is if you aren't British because it'll take me forever and it's boring. Boring. But it's basically a highway, pretty much. It's like a smaller highway. It's a highway. Or a low way. Or a medium way. Or any way I you want. I thought we weren't going to talk about Would be roads. a subway, but they do sandwiches. Everything's kind of confusing, <laughs> you know? Um, I thought subway should be interesting. Because mm -hmm. you can't get to the saddle unless you're at two meter distance. So I've got those hedge clippers. I'm doing the action again, folks. Mm. Uh, tongs. We're settling on that, aren't we? Yep. Salad tweezers. Better name. Salad Better tweezers. name for it. Um, yeah. Or uh, <laughs> tools for tossing. You can think of that what you will. Mm. Um, but basically, those things. Uh, yeah, that would be a great thing at Subway. Cause can you imagine how messy that would be? Do you know what would be the best thing for Subway to have right now? Because, I mean, all this social distancing, right? Obviously, you'd have to clad them up like a surgeon. Mm -hmm. apparently because we're all panicking over silly little things so if a person that works at subway would have to be fully clad out in hazmat suit with massive gloves you know those things where they're messing around with nuclear material and they put the hand through the tank with yeah. the rubber gloves on that's what they should do with all subways <laughs> they should have you in a line with this isolation tank and you put your hands in the rubber glove section yeah yeah so it's actually sealed off correct and each person's doing a one vegetable because it wouldn't work. You and it's not exposed until it comes out the other end. Well, uh, it pre-vacuum sealed. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd give you a vacuum. That's how that works. They actually give you a Dyson. I think you'd lose a lot of money doing that. The proceeds would be complete extortion. But, hey. You've lost me. You know, because they vacuum seal it. So they suck it up at the end of the line in a vacuum cleaner. And they give you the vacuum cleaner. That's how you but vacuum what about my sandwich? Stuff. It's in the vacuum cleaner. It's, in the it's vacuum. all yeah. So it's, it's all okay. It's a Buy vacuum. A sandwich, get a vacuum. Yeah, free. it's a Dyson Subway link up. You know, because that's how you vacuum pack something, isn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or you just send it to space in a tube, because that's a vacuum. What are you? You know why everyone panics about space debris, and I'm like, you shouldn't panic because it's in a vacuum. Yeah, and... It's very noisy up there, too. You know, it sounds like it's always on. So it's all going... It's all sucking up in yeah, a no. cyclone way. Well, what? Yeah, because that's how vacuums work. Have you ever watched a Dyson work? There, there are no vacuums. No, the whole of space is a vacuum. Space. The whole of space is a vacuum. No, I know, but there's no cyclone. No, it is. It's what it is, is right? It's only when, the force. No, no, no. You, you're missing the point. When you leave Earth, and this is why you, you've got to watch the brilliant documentary series... Uh, in a movie that's called Gravity. Uh, it's a heavy film. Basically, 
they get to space and this is true like this is why a lot of people don't believe in space because it's quite a dangerous place to go and what it is is the rocket goes goes to the atmosphere we've still got gravity gravity pull right right when you get into space you get sucked a, a million miles away like an interstellar because it's a vacuum cleaner it's all a one big vacuum and it's really loud you know, if you ever vacuum the carpet, it's not it sounds loud. like that you can't perpetually. You not hear anything in space. No, you don't know that. Because the sound waves have to travel. No, 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 you're missing the point. It's a big no vacuum. Air. It's one big vacuum. So when you get up there, it sounds like someone's cleaning carpets perpetually. Very loud. Is as that well. the sound of God? No, it's the sound of a vacuum. You never vacuumed anything before. Yes, but not in space. Why would you ever vacuum in space? It is a vacuum. Mm. We should rebrand it as Hoover Land or Dysonville or something like that instead of space because it's more accurate. Like so you, you basically circles. leave. No, I'm just going to do a diagram. I'm going to do this for hands because you're not following the point. You leave Earth and by the time you penetrate the atmosphere, you go like that. And then you come out and Matthew McConaughey is with you. And you've gone to like a library of strings and you're looking as your girlfriend's putting a book in the shelf. So according to Interstellar, you basically project through the vacuum cleaner of space in the cyclone format, mm -hmm. and you end up at a fortune teller's house. Because that, that's the only thing I can think of with strings. Have you ever watched Interstellar? Yes. You come yeah. through a bookshelf. Yeah. It's like a librarian's dream. It's a very um, hard film to watch, I find. Because it's using string theory. That's what that is. The theory of strings. I can tell you full well that strings exist. Because I've seen them. Uh, you can make a really bad guitar with strings. I don't think that's the kind of string that is discussed in string theory. But that's okay. No, that's what that is. For real. Because like the uh, interstellar research is based on string theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically it's a harp. And no. someone's in a library. Yeah. No. Yeah. And Matthew McConaughey is part of uh, Interstellar Travel. You have to be through the eyes of Matthew McConaughey. It's like being John Malkovich, <laughs> but being Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. That's not overdone at all. Ever. He doesn't have to say that every time he walks down the street. If you're in Texas right now, I feel for you because Texas is going absolutely mad it's in a split decision where they're thinking masks are bad mm. and they are bad because you know they usually what you wear when you're robbing a bank but america's been hit hard right now and it's quite i'm, I'm just gonna focus a bit because obviously we have officially stated we're not in lockdown but it's very un we're in unusual hybrid I think that's where we are right now. But America's having a lot of cases rising out of the ashes. And a lot of people, especially in Texas, and I'm just pointing that out because that's the only evidence I've seen, are very much, um, I think they're just fed up with it all. Mm. Like they had an issue on Independence Day where they're all partying and you know doing their usual thing. Most people, Independence Day, as I found in California, don't really do an awful lot. Uh, they just smack every British person in the face with a brick. Uh, I I got that treatment. Oh, uh, it were was you very the nice. Token British guy. I was the only British dude out of my friends, and they were like, "Are you going to celebrate Independence Day?" And I was like, "What do you mean, like National Get Rid of Me Day?" <laughs> so I just sat in a so British pub <laughs> in Santa Monica, where no one was British in the pub. Mm. It wasn't very British as a pub. It was right. more like a museum based on what an American thinks your grandmother's house looks like. With okay. British objects? Uh, well, like I had British pots. food, in inverted commas. Uh, it wasn't... Well, it was, it was what it was, okay? Mm. If you are in America right now, especially California and Santa Monica, British pubs don't tend to be very British. They're kind of like a strange parallel universe of what a pub should look like. It's a it, theme, isn't it? It's like how the Chinese theatre... In well, Hollywood is not Chinese at all. It's interesting because they've got the Irish bars, right? Yeah. More or less. Because a lot of that's Irish American pride and stuff. Like, I mean, just look at Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. Pretty much a typical Irish bar. Yeah. 
loads of crazy stuff happening every day. Uh, <laughs> things like Danny DeVito's in there. Yeah. You know, he's in every Irish bar in the world. Apparently. Including Dublin. Yeah, there's a Dublin of DeVito in every Dublin bar. Yeah. It's Dublin and Dublin and Dublin. It's a clone. It's a clone <laughs> it's thing. It's doubling. Um, but basically, okay. British bars, very strange. I think it's because at one point they might have been started by someone English. Mm. Maybe. Scottish. Or, or uh, Welsh or Northern Irish, but you don't really get that when you walk in. It's very weird, actually. And the food they do, and I watched this, uh, I cringe at this. There's a YouTube series where, and look, man, if you're listening and you're one of these people, I'm not trying to offend you. It's my opinion being English. You'd feel the same if you saw English people doing this is an American diner and you all have waffles. <laughs> yeah. And the waffles are basically not right and no. everything is wrong. Yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's your disappointment when you come to England and go to like a Frankie and Benny's. Yeah. If you've ever done that and you're American. Yep. Um, so basically a group of students, and I'll be kind, young 20 year olds have officially made themselves foodies. Mm-hmm. And as a young 20-year-old, you don't really know food yet. But these guys aren't that bad. They, they're doing their best. But they were trying to rate British bars in California. And I actually went to the one in Santa Monica that I went to on Independence Day mm. to feel, you know, with my brethren who were all American. Um, <laughs> but basically, um, these kids are kind of rating, oh, this is fish and chips, and this is a meat thing, and mm. this is a thing thing, and this is a doo-doo wah-wah gonna point out if you're american and you come to england you go to a british pub we don't really have a lot of british food in our pubs anymore it's usually indian <laughs> uh be like a steak and chips thing i saw some mexican on the menu yeah, last yeah. time just the mexican on the menu dancing <laughs> like yeah that's their gimmick and stuff. like little pa pedro <laughs> and he's doing his little dance playing his little uh Guitar awareness and bear. I, I don't know how many stereotypes we can throw at the uh, thing, but basically they'll they'll do stuff. It's mixture. Mm. Fish and chips might be on it, might not be. Mm. It's not. It's not always available. No. It's so wrong. I've said this before. Fish and chips at a pub is not the way you do fish and chips in England. Mm -hmm. You find a place with a very weird, misleading name like Britannia Fish Bar or Sea Village or uh, Captain Spanky's Fish Bar or mm -hmm. Neptune's favorite dolphin head or something like that you'll know all right just ask a british person i'll point in a direction ask for a chippy don't do that what don't do that why no because there's nothing worse than hearing an american saying english words to try and be colloquial <laughs> because it's not endearing to us we're oh. almost like throwing a rock at your head don't do that it's so hard to please you people you know you just be you if you be american and say can you tell me where the best fish and chips place is in American accent, right? We'll help you. But that's, that's cool. What it's called. It's called you might chippy. have a lot of people say, "Why the hell are you in England?" And you've left your brilliant <laughs> place to come to this drizzly hole, mm. you know. But you'll get over that. Um, but yeah, so you look for the actual places, mm -hmm. and uh, they're nothing like that uh, pub stuff. However, these guys reviewing this place, like it was so weird. Like they were having stuff like, uh, "This is a York." Yorkshire pudding and uh, do you have that for dessert and they're like no it's mm. got gravy and stuff in it and it's like a biscuit no it's not like a biscuit <laughs> I'm just going to tell you what a biscuit is to us in England a biscuit is a biscuit your biscuits are scones they're savoury scones they're a hybrid between what we had with dumplings which was suet dumplings and a scone and you definitely got that from the British by the way mm. Americans got biscuits from the English for sure no yeah. doubt buttermilk because no other country in Europe does that yeah scones we're are those of... guys yeah <laughs> we're the studge kings yeah. kings of studge it's pretty, it's pretty heavy yeah and Scotland is to blame for anything deep fried because mm -hmm. they have anything deep fried I have Kentucky fried cat in Scotland what? I don't care whatever falls into the fire we'll eat no. it yeah unless you know what haggis is like basically food built from dares mm. scotland scottish cuisine not all of it some of it's amazing their salmon for example world class brilliant they don't eat it they send it to us <laughs> but like i'm saying scottish people brilliant people you mm. know they're awesome people but 
fish and chips, different culture. And when you see these guys reviewing like this toad in a hole, yeah. is it actually a toad? <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, really? Really? It's like, it builds this idea that we're all like living Harry Potter. What's mm -hmm. your favorite food then? Oh, I like, like frogs and newt's face. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, combining, you know, a couple of stews like roadkill stew I have quite often. We don't know how to cook still, apparently, according to America. Mm. We just have loads of Michelin star chefs here, like Gordon Ramsay. How many American Michelin star chefs are there? <laughs> I'm not starting a war. I'm not going to start Please one. Please don't. I'm not. But Bobby Flay. He makes mm. tamales. He's good at it. I love tamales. Bobby Flay is cool. I like Bobby Flay. I love He's got tamales. a great name for a chef. Mm. You just imagine him turning up with a cat of nine tails and whipping some, you know, food into shape. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I am Chef America, man. Like, I was addicted to that when I was over there. Mm. I, I really enjoyed that show. Uh, certain things and i'm saying this to be american centric all of a sudden i'll get back to my texas point in a minute but like i like chopped but i actually thought they were gonna like hurt someone in that like you're on the chopping block and i thought it was gonna get proper you know sadist like <laughs> so your your food sucked mate so i'm just gonna have to chop your finger off like yakuza stuff yeah <laughs> but it wasn't i was disappointed it's really just um a very strange show Choppies, it's very strange yeah. it's like here you got like pork i'm just gonna set this up for the europeans who don't know how crazy american food shows are mm. if you're in france right now and you're listening you're like the cuisine dream you're like the best of all of us mm -hmm. at food right if you're in spain you're the best at freshness and vibrancy and seafood and all this stuff right it's a whole different thing culture europe german food heavy on the sausage living like uh yeah, I can't ever pronounce it. Uh, the chicken thing. Uh, schnitzel. <laughs> uh, sorry, I sneezed. Uh, but yeah, I love that. Uh, hamburger mm. from Hamburg. Mm -hmm. You know, German food is incredible, right? So Europe's got this amazing identity food, rich culture food, lots of amazing elaborate chefs, lots of glamorous stuff, lots of brasé stuff, you know, cordon bleu, French. Mm -hmm. Cordon bleu. If you want to sound more authentic, because no. cordon bleu sounds naff. But uh, in America, <laughs> right? So just want to educate America for a minute. Mm. The dark ages of British food, which was medieval times, which none of us have lived. I'd just like to staple that into your heads. Uh, when you go to Shakespeare's birthplace and you do the tour in Stratford and he says, uh, you know, we used to have one hearth and most of us died from black lung because it was bleeding coal fumes everywhere. And, you know, we just, I don't know why I'm sounding like Ronald Reagan suddenly, <laughs> uh, but we just like uh, tiled all the food to this hearth over it, hanging on like corrugated iron hooks. And then we just make kebabs out of toast. And that's how we ate. Like, that's like a long time ago. Mm. Okay. That's before any of my grandparents. And there I had loads of, tertiary grandparents what am i talking about <laughs> they're different levels they popped out the ground when i was digging up history um but basically the whole package is our food scene in this country especially london scene has it's totally world class it's mm. different it's totally different yeah and it's more kind of elitist now than even the usa so when we go to america one thing that we like is that kind of casual experience you know 24 our restaurants and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. The scene in LA has got a lot better. Actually got even better whilst we haven't been there. Mm -hmm. I'll see that as a sign. Um, but Texas, going back there, Austin scene is insane. It's great. You know, seen a lot of uh, revival stuff happening in Austin, San Antonio and, and Dallas and things like this. Focusing on Texas for a minute. If you're worried about the mask situation, it's really to protect you guys. So just see it as a protection scheme. Mm -hmm. And if you're uncomfortable with it because you feel like you're selling your soul out and not patriotic doing it, I'd just like to point out it's for your benefit, really. It's just protection measure. Like if you were playing American football and you thought it wasn't patriotic to uh, wear a helmet and then you get decapitated in an NFL game, it's kind of a similar thing. It's just stopping you getting any germs, really. Now, if you don't believe that the virus is real and it's conjured up as a deep state program or something like this, um, I'd say the world's in on it. 
<laughs> and that tends to kind of stay. There's got to be something real here, mm. even if it's not as far-reaching, even if it's as a, a trivial thing compared to an extreme bad thing. It's still a thing. So you got to kind of keep that under ideas. I think all governments in the world are getting a bit ludicrous uh, with their whole super protective scheme. I'll tell you why. Our government is trying to have a health kick for everyone who's got fat due to this coronavirus lockdown, right? Getting us prepared for the second wave. Hi, I'm doing it again. It's another wave. Mm. Uh, because they think it'll come back in a, like it'll be a sequel in the winter, mm. right? I think it's actually a ludicrous thing because I think they're looking for a way to high tax stuff right now to pay off all of the debts and stuff like that, the amount of loans that everyone's been having. Um, and it's probably a, an extension on the sugar tax. But we need to get fit because a lot of us are probably going to have heart attacks. A lot of us Corona have been eating debt. nothing but donuts. We've just been like, mm -hmm. you know what, man? We're all going to die anyway. So he gives a damn. <laughs> just pass me the lard. Just eat buckets of uh, lard and, and fat and stuff. I'm raising my hand. You have a loose end there. I've got lots of loose we ends. I'm tripping. We started talking about um, European foods because you wanted to explain chopped well, and then you never... Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, I kept them all in suspenders. <laughs> so what it is is... Um, is, 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 is. Is, is, is. Um... Yeah, well, it's actually good. I'm I'm sort of flowing into mm. segways. You know, I'm on my one-man unicycle segway. Yeah. He's doing a wavy rolling, dance now. Rolling through Venice Beach. The beach of Venice, the sunken city in Italy, not yes, the yes, beach okay. in California. Named after the same place. Crazy. Um, what Chopped. it is... Yeah, well, I'm just getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting okay, to okay, it. Okay. I had to finish the Texas argument. Okay. I moved that onto the ludicrous of having like our government trying to push us all on health kick, which I think is funny. If I see Boris Johnson take part in it, he's mm. not exactly a slim and slender lad. Um, the inevitable chopped discussion. So if you're in France and you're in Europe and you're used to your incredible chefs, Andre, Pierre, uh, Del Rio, uh, Miguel, uh, Bossa Nova, uh, I think he's an Italian chef. Uh, I don't know. Whoever you've got, right? <laughs> a lot. I could go on. There's a lot of Europe to cover. It would be like the Eurovision Song Contest of mm. chefs' names. Yep. Not going to do it. So, <laughs> you've got your chefs. You know what I'm talking about. It's quite elite, especially in certain places. Mm -hmm. Chopped, when you're European, is almost a horror film. And I'll tell you why. You get a shopping cart full of ingredients. Stay with me. It's quite normal. We had something called Ready, Steady, Cook in England, which was mystery ingredients. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, it's something like you've got um, a duck. You've got something that doesn't go with duck, like whatsoever, like a turnip. And then you've got Chocolate Oreos. Right, go. Mm, mm. you got to make a meal out of that. Everyone in Europe's just like, what are you doing there's to the poor duck? There's always one weird ingredient. I think one was, well, one was jelly beans. How yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there's like a popping candy for like oh. chicken or something. But the thing that's, <laughs> the thing that's crazy about this, I'm just going to say this. ruin food. I'm going to say this. America's, because uh, we have UK Food Network and America's actually kind of invaded it yep. so we're now sort of the food network which is what the us has mm. it used to be called uk food it's now the food network mm -hmm. we have a lot more shows coming in from america and the thing that's crazy if you're european right in chopped is we are taught if you've ever been trained to be a chef or cook professionally or whatever mm. worked in a restaurant we have to respect the ingredients man so you've got this dude with like i don't know haribo and like uh steak you gotta do a haribo steak yeah inject it with cinnamon candy or something to us it's like you just ruined it and it's like playing with food it's mm. like grown-ups playing with food right mm -hmm. but it is just an entertainment show yeah so the argument would it be better suited for any other channel not the food network maybe yeah it's more entertainment and less food but that's but what that most of america's food 
coverage like yeah uh, drivers dine-ins and dives is a good one we have that in the uk so people may or may not be familiar with that it's on mm. freeview but it's a guy doing a tour of america guy fury fury fire fury fury guy forks guy forks <laughs> goes around america okay and he's a good guy guy forks and he's got punk rock hair and he's mm -hmm. a pretty cool guy mm -hmm. and he's actually reviewing uh driving a diner or a dive mm -hmm. when he does dive it's like you'll go to a swimming pool and you'll have an olympic triple pirouette three back somersault and then he rates it out of 10 he's one of those guys oh you don't like dive into a pool of food then no 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 it's just it's a diner you know a drive-in mm -hmm. could be a cinema you know it could be a <laughs> could be a bingo game driving bingo <laughs> could be a drive-in coffee shop uh you know mm. and a dive so it's like in one episode, you have diner food, driving experience, you'll watch a film from his car, whatever he's doing in the driving, whatever it is, and someone then dives for no reason. And then he scores them out of 10. That's the show. That's not the show. That's totally the show. Don't listen to and him. And he actually revealed in that yeah. that he wasn't Guy Fawkes. He was Guy <laughs> Fury, 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 Fury. You be is that guy? That's that's kind of more that of guy? a travel kind of TV? show than a. Well, know. no, it's, it's sort of like a review thing. Yeah. And then the thing that I hate about American Food Network, which is here, and it's so. It's so bad. It's like well, there's two. I'm going to mention both of them. Okay. All right. The one, is called. Um, I think it's like a guy who does security. He's like the most corporate security guy. And he's watching restaurants mm. to see who's doing dodgy stuff. It's the fakest show I've ever seen. It's like mystery. Something. Yeah, mystery diners or something yeah. it's called, right? Mm. It's so fake. Anyway, that, that's fake. Yeah. The other one that I don't like is a blatant ripoff of Kitchen Nightmares, which is Robert Irvine doing uh, Dinner Impossible. Mm. Now, Robert Irvine... Wasn't anything in the UK. He was connected to the Navy. He was a chef in the Navy. But he almost ran to America because there was no opportunity for him in the UK. No one in the UK has ever heard of this guy. He's from Manchester, right. England. He's married to a, a former friend of mine, casual friend, acquaintance, Gail Kim, who's a professional wrestler once upon a time. And he's an all right guy. His heart's in the right place because they checked it. Medically, <laughs> it's it's south. He's very buff dude. He's mm -hmm. done a lot of lifting uh, of things. Okay. Just lifts everything. That's the thing. I don't understand powerlifters. Mm. They walk in and they just lift everything. You, you can't talk to them. It's a hobby. You do, they just walk into your house and they start lifting your cabinet, <laughs> lifting your carpet, lifting everything. That's what they do. I know. It's funny. I think they should just be called Atlas. I think Robert Irvine's been in America too long because he has the weirdest accent. He's one of these British guys that colloquial blend mm. with the heaviest Mancurian accent you've ever heard, or Sheffield, or wherever he's from. I think it's Manchester, which is like a Lancashire accent or Northern accent. Mm. And then he'll say things American. Yeah. You know? And it doesn't, like, that's lost all the English people. We're all like, what are you doing, you big melon head? Anyway, seems like a nice guy. Has been done for a couple of fraudulent remarks, okay. saying that he knows a queen personally and stuff. We all say that. <laughs> we all say that when we go to America. Um, but I'm not a massive fan of the show because it's kind of, again, it's one of these things where it's mass bulk mm. stuff. And like they do a makeover of the restaurant it's and it's very formulaic. rushed. It's it's huge. It's yeah. like a massive banquet for 500 people and he's just doing blocks of macaroni and cheese. It's very much more like um, buffet impossible. And then basically they'll dress the place up and it's like he does restaurant impossible and um, dinner impossible. The restaurant one is very much kitchen nightmares, but it's very under budgeted. Mm. And he really it is a rip off. And this is a thing that's interesting to me because Kitchen Nightmares USA was actually a pretty big show. But the thing that Robert Irvine doesn't do is he doesn't berate people unless they really anger him. Yeah. Whereas Gordon is a rocket. <laughs> yeah. 
And most people in America were so shocked by Gordon Ramsay, they thought he was the Antichrist. Mm. They actually thought he was Damien from The Omen. Because he comes in, they don't know him from anything. Michelin chef doesn't mean anything to most Americans. Mm. So what, what do you like, cook for tires? <laughs> you know, like, no one really gets it. And they think he's fake, right? Mm. Now, Kitchen Nightmares, I can tell you from Gordon Ramsay's career in the UK, it isn't fake. It's his heart. And the passion that he has is what you're seeing. Mm. It's because he really cares about it. Like, yeah. and it becomes sweary and, and destructive. But his passion, it's not, it's not what a drill sergeant does. It's because he's literally looking at the person in front of him and wants them to, to get it snap mm -hmm. together and, and fix everything bear in mind they invite him he yeah. doesn't invite himself yeah it's not like he just turns up and knocks on the door and says this place is crap <laughs> i want to i want to change it all i've just had some of your salad it's absolutely vile yeah. you know he's not a self he's not like that robert irvine <laughs> gets called into life. jobs too yeah but it's like mm. budget yeah. so robert irvine is almost like your aldi <laughs> of your cooking shows and then Gordon Ramsay is your your elite Marks and Spencers. Okay. To be honest, yeah, I, I I reckon it's that. Um, but yeah, so Chopped is that program. It's a very weird one. So you have a bag full of rubbish, uh, literally, <laughs> and then you got to cook with crap. Sometimes it's canned clams, and you got like a satsuma. Yeah, what quite mm, orange clam soup? That's gonna be yummy. You get a pantry full of tons of better stuff than the crap that you've been given to cook with, and then you've got like a, a couple of chefs a couple of people wanting to be chefs just to get on tv a mm. couple of people who cut their fingers off in the first five seconds uh, a couple of gymnasts a pyrotechnic crew a guy driving a monster truck it's that kind of thing and each round someone's eliminated they're put on a chopping block and they get chopped and they get chopped yeah. the whole thing is commentated over by food critics which makes me want to smash my head against the window and a couple of really bitter, degrading chefs, <laughs> right? Like real chefs that the Food Network in America works with 10 chefs and they put them on rotation. Yeah. And then they've got loads of people who basically audition to do the show as a presenter mm. or whatnot. But the 10 chefs they've got who were legitimately good chefs are like saying some of the dumbest, like I've never had popcorn with a fish head, you know? It's like no one has. That's the point of this dumb show. You got like, I don't know, you got like freaking chewing gum and a bat. I'll, I'll be interested to see what they make out of that. What would you do, Gonzalez, to make chicken chewing gum bat soup? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, if you even answer that question, we're shutting your restaurant down, you schmuck. And it's that kind of a thing. It's like, you can't take any of it seriously. It's mad. But it's so watchable because it's that's so that's the point. Absurd. It's it's because you've got you've had, your problem is you've been spending too much time in England. Mm -hmm. So you've developed this kind of when you go to America, everything's novel. You're like, oh my god, you're all Disneyland people. What's going on? Oh, that guy over there is uh, mm. selling drugs. He's kind of quaint and different, isn't he? Like his legs on fire. I don't get that, but you know, it's not my culture, man. I can't argue. But I'm just saying, like, right, so. I'm feeling for America right now um, because of this re-rise or whatever. It's it's not really a second wave, folks. It's basically actually Nicola Sturgeon, who most of the UK is going to hate me for saying this, but she actually is being quite the good politician right now. And she actually said something very sensible. Right. It's not the second wave. It's still the first wave. Mm. We're just having more of it because all of the things are being released. Yeah. You know, so that's usually what happens with a virus. Mm. I think I'm just feeling for America, so I just wanted to add a British perspective on your television. You see, for us, and this is a really interesting thing, I love comparing because I have so much to do with America. America's, you know, been part of my life for so long that I love to compare. So you get Gordon Ramsay as a good example. Mm. It's like comparing Yelp, okay, to Just Eat. Mm. okay just eat in the uk is a kind of delivery ordering service yelp is more than that it's it's loads of stuff but it's basically a same principle trip advisor we have here too i think america has yep. that as well yep. but basically gordon ramsay comments are so different in two nations mm. in america 
when he's doing sort of house kitchen or whatever we've had all of this here before okay and kitchen nightmares in the uk was super low tech it was very honest it was pretty cool it's really interesting to compare the documentary format and editing massive countries massively different and all of the Same americans show, i feel are confused so different because they've got a scottish uh narrator like Gordon Ramsay's on my catch tonight now. And he's been like, because Gordon Ramsay, quote unquote, is Scottish by birth, mm. but lived in Stratford upon Avon for a long time. So mm. he's got a kind of pseudo Midlands accent. Yeah. Doesn't sound Scottish at all. No. Right? Just to kill that delusion, they're probably trying to make it sound more British by having a Scottish narrator, right? Mm. But the impact stuff, like dun dun dun, Gordon's and Gordon's in this new place today, and I do know how to cook it. I really do, or, or something. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, but in England, we don't have any of that. Yeah. We don't have any narration. There's no sting. There's no budget. There's no 3D intro. It's just no repeated footage. Nothing. Zooming in effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can see all on YouTube. So if you're in America, you can yeah. compare it and see that Gordon is real. He's legitimately that he guy. Is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they don't do makeovers in England. No. Why? Well, we don't have the budget for that crap. You know, it's like basically a walk into a kitchen, be like, ah, oh, you guys are all a bunch of, you know, and it's more swearing because that's kind of how we talk to each other in England. <laughs> It's not the Hugh Grant world. I keep saying that. It's not Notting Hill. No. No, not enough swearing in Notting Hill. It's more train spotting, to be fair. It's more train, it's more train spotting. spotting. And no American alive can understand that movie, I mm. promise you. That's a subtitle one. It's yeah. hard. It's yeah. a hard one to understand. Very, oh, very Glaswegian. Though. I heard that they wanted to redub it all in like American accents. Or posh at one English. Point. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they vetoed I it. I think it'd be an amazing Crazy. idea. I'd love to see the Spanish one. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hola, amigos. Hermanos. You know, it'd be like oh. the, the really deep guy that yeah. always does a Spanish voice, like Batman's voice. Anyway, it'd be funny. Um, thing is, with Gordon Ramsay, the comparison of the comments is this. In the UK, we find him hilarious. We've always found him super funny because mm. it's not shocking to us here. There's a lot of this, you know, you stringent old ladies that can't handle him because they got a weak heart or is too violent <laughs> for him or whatever. There's that. But most of the people in England have lived with Gordon for years, right? We know him mm. and all of that stuff. In America, though, it's so condemning. Everyone's trying to, oh, yeah, well, this guy was like, he shut his door. And it's like, because it's the difference, man. Like, Gordon is literally working for a production company out there, goes into this place and they just say, be you, be you, just be you. And he in America has got by through controversy mm -hmm. yep, and being a complete lunatic. Yep, that's what sells. And people are terrified of it or really rebel. Like, I think a lot of Americans are like running at a TV going, yeah, when people rebel against Gordon Ramsay. The joke's on you guys because you've asked him to come in to help mm -hmm. you. And you're telling him he sucks. Yeah. It's ludicrous. Whereas in the UK, and I swear to God, this is what it's like. You get the feeblest, lamest people. They're not big personalities. You got like, mm -hmm. Nigel's got an eatery in the Alt District. Whatever that is. <laughs> Peak District. <laughs> so in France, Gordon came into his sad, sorry little poxy kitchen and literally the first thing he got, this guy shaking so much, he's dropping, it's like Manuel from Forty Towers, just dropping cutlery <laughs> and stuff all over the floor because he's terrified of Gordon Ramsay. And uh, it's so different. Pull it together, man. <laughs> yeah, it's so different. You have like the Chav kids in the kitchen and he converts them. Mm. It's an amazing story. Whereas America's all like, he's a divorce counselor. <laughs> Is like What's stopping family that? from beating the crap out of each other. It's the uh, Oprah Winfrey show with yeah, splashes yeah. of Jerry Springer in it. It's very weird. And that's the difference between our cultures. Mm. Really. It's also quite interesting to me how many... And if I was actually American, this is a real wake-up call to people in the USA. Because when you go to a Greek Cypriot place or an Italian place, mm. and they're claiming to be authentic, yeah. and they're not, yeah. you know... That really sucks because some of them are Greek, right? Mm -hmm. In your in your U.S. kitchen nightmares or whatever, they are actually Greek people or whatever, 
but they don't care. They don't care about the American public. They probably didn't want to be in America. They just did it for the money or whatever. Mm. That sucks for me to watch yeah. that. And I know it sucks for Gordon. So it's like, it's what it is. I'm not actually promoting him. I'm just saying. I think Bobby Flay should do one. Okay. And it should be called Bobby Flay's Your Kitchen. And he just walks in there with his cat and nine tails. And if you're a jackass, he'll just flay it. I actually respect him. I think he's a really good chef. Mm. I like his mind. He's a good dude. He looks um he looks like he could be a presenter as well. He's he does. got a presenter face. Yeah, you know he what does. I mean? Like you could see him out reporting. He's got the eyebrows. He's got the stern <laughs> yeah. Batman face. <laughs> the Batman, the, Batman face. the Bruce Wayne face. He's got that. He's a Batman of cooking. There mm. you go. I don't think it's Gonzalez Unchopped, but I'm gonna call him that. He's actually a very famous Mexican American chef, and I'm killing it. I'm killing it with these amazing, nonchalant, Quips. British, idiotic comments. So, we didn't know where we were going today. We didn't know what we were going to talk about, but we've got through quite a lot of stuff. I'm going to start winding this down. If you're in Europe and you can find a VPN, so that's how you hack stuff. Ask your Chinese <laughs> friends all about that. Or if you can patch into uh, the UK networks, a lot of places can. We mm. have like shared sky satellite services and you have the uh, channels or whatever. Go and check out the Food Network and the American shows. There's one called Barefoot Contessa. Mm. Uh, there's no one walking around in bare feet. No. Uh, I don't know what a Contessa is. I'm guessing it's someone who argues everything you say. So you make a point and say, I'm going to contest that. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it an Italian eatery or something? A contest? No, isn't, yeah. isn't that the, the lady's name or something on the show? Might be. I don't think <laughs> it. I thought she was called Brian or something. I'm fairly certain her name's is that, Heather. Is that the lady who always cooks with butter? Butter, yeah. She loves butter. She's the butter lady. She loves butter. Mm -hmm. And she always does this thing. Well, I'm going to keep talking about their food network for me. It's a brilliant one. It's such a random one. She always talks about butter. So she's obviously selling it. Someone writes in sometimes to her. Okay. And then she's a food writer. She's not really a chef. Mm. I always have a problem. She's when... a nice lady. She's all right. Yeah. And she does some good stuff. But I always have an issue when it's non-chefs on cooking yeah. shows. I don't like it. Yeah, like, like, you get any cooks. old spanner coming in and he's cooking for you, like Gokwan, sorry. <laughs> but anyone who's just anyone, oh, this bloke, he knows how to make a sandwich, get him on. You know, I reserve the right for a food network to be about chefs mm. presenting stuff. TV chefs, sure. Yeah. But professional ones, mm. not like some idiot making a semi-homemade meal you know who you are but i'm saying oh my god man she's named after a cake brand to me uh, isn't it sarah lee or something uh, penny lane <laughs> jimmy jackson i don't know something like that barefoot contessa so she has a show and it's all right because she's knowledgeable okay mm. but she loves butter mm -hmm. and someone wrote in and said if i needed a healthy meal what would you suggest I get if I'm going to do something quick? And she said, just buy a can of pasta sauce and do that. Really? Yeah. But this is a woman who's not known for her health and fitness, is she? No, no. She's butter, more butter than most people eat in a second. Uh, anyway. Well, I haven't seen this episode, so I'm, I'm not Oh, no, sure she always does it. It's like or... everyone in America is turning a cooking show into something else. Yeah. Like, there's one that lives in the middle of, I think it's near Texas. Mm. If it isn't Texas, I apologize to Texas. But she's one of these country country girls, which in America oh, means yeah. something totally different. And she's cooking for, a, she's got 24 kids. Yeah, and she lives like out on a ranch. A hat and she shoots horses. And she kills <laughs> she cows. And she does, yeah, she does. And, and she sets bear traps. Yeah, very and, southern. Yeah, yeah very, yeah. very much so. Mm. And um, she, you know, people who know the food network know what I'm talking about. And she, uh, she throws tomahawks at, uh, <laughs> at various animals to, to for food. Southern she has bonfire with food. 24 trees what's your point my point is she's telling you a life story yes. in every episode yeah this is my youngest it's kind kid of you know i don't know why i'm doing the accent <laughs> i sounded so <laughs> wrong there sorry america but she's basically like this is and all the kids are named stuff like peggy jim and flibby bobs and jabby jib jobs very very mm. redneck almost um that would be an amazing show redneck kitchen 
Yeah, it'd be amazing. Because it would be. Today we're going to go hunting alligators. We've got nail guns ready for them. Rednecks are my people, man. They're so fun. You know, they are good. Stone Cold Steve Austin doing a cooking show. You'd want to see that. Yeah, actually. You'd want to see that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it would. Yeah, he's only got three menus. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's all he's got. He's super health freak. It's mm. quite interesting, man. Because you see Stone Cold Steve Austin, when Steve Austin's talking, Steve Williams' his real name, mm. when he's talking to you on his podcast and that, and his tiny everyday life, yeah. you actually still, it's it sounds like Stone Cold. So you still think that, okay, he hunts, he likes guns, yeah. he's still a redneck, he drinks beer, he, he loves margaritas, he's still a redneck, right? Until he says stuff like, I'm checking my um, weight levels, I'm, I'm doing a keto diet. This is all non-redneck stuff. Rednecks basically like, right, alligator, nail gun him in the head, drag him out, slap him on the table, get Barbecue. a chainsaw out, just take the top <laughs> layer off, we'll just do one down the line and just oh. stick it on a spit and fry both sides. Brilliant. That's what you want. Because country in America, now I'm really going to set this up. This is the definition of the difference between country and culture of the US and the UK. So... My whole episode really has been comparing the two of us because mm. you're gaining our news, apparently, and we're gaining your news sometimes, apparently. Mm. We're sharing everything these days. Like um, Gordon Ramsay. Like Gordon Ramsay and lots of celebrities. Lots of celebrities. So we've talked about the Food Network. We might bring it up at a later date. But this is how you define the difference. When you say country to America, you mean people who go out on quad bikes shooting elks with spears um you know bow and arrow like hunting culture playing a tambourine as you were just miming what's that <laughs> not a tambourine what's guitar. that ukulele they don't do that unless they're hawaiian rednecks acoustic guitar acoustic guitars you mean a banjo no anyway that like, like the elks, if anyone hasn't seen the series watch it it's only one series it got cancelled for some i don't know why reason it's called the outsiders brilliant show oh that was a that's what country means to America? Mm. Big wilderness, survival of the fittest, whatever. It's, it's that. The bush. It's literally that. For Australians. Swampland, mm. Everglades, yep. jungle, wilderness. trees, forest. Danger. Jungle. I don't think there's a jungle. <laughs> there might be in Florida, yes. but it's not a real one. The American jungle. <laughs> American jungle. Well, Tiger King. I mean, uh, there you go. Uh -huh. So basically, that's what he said. Country to British people. <laughs> Is quaint, scones, high tea, massive mansions, loads of boring stuff, nothing great. The most adventurous Grass. we get is Morris dancing. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. Okay? But there's no real redneck of the UK. There is some. There is some. But it's not the same as America. We don't live the same as what the USA. What about the farmer down the road? Is he... The farm that I talk to quite often yeah. who speaks nothing but farmer. Yeah, yeah he's definitely he's in one the of ilk of uh, <laughs> yeah, Wild West. But what I want to say is, if you're American, especially from Texas, and you come to the UK, you've never been here before, you're going to see stuff like the Country Files or Little House in the Country. Mm. And you're going to think it's full of monster trucks driving down, people shooting spears at bison. Oh, I love the magazine Country Homes. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And what you're going to actually find is <laughs> it ain't any of that. No. Nope. It's very quintessential. Mm -hmm. uh, high tea at noon rather than jewels at noon. High, Barbecues. High speed pistols. Yeah, barbecues will really disappoint you. If a British person invites you to a barbecue and you're from Texas, <laughs> Oklahoma, or any of the barbecue states, mm -hmm. okay, there's a lot of them, you're going to be disappointed. Real disappointed. Louisiana, all of that, not the no, same. We do have KFC, though. We do have KFC. They do a good hog roast here, though. Wow, that's an interesting, yeah. Yeah, sometimes high society. Well, okay, here's the thing. We do have hunting, but it's foxes. It's been banned. We do have something massively, massively kosher in the countryside, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to say redneck. It almost sounds derogatory, but, you know, the country world, the hunter's world, mm. which is the pig roast. They are really good. Yeah. But they're very culturally different. Mm -hmm. Very different. So, we love you, America, again. We'll end on that note because I'm feeling for you and I'm feeling for Brazil. I'm feeling for anyone who's got these escalating numbers and they're mm -hmm. completely baffled how they're happening and why it's happening. 
Spain, I'd like to personally thank you. Ah, expats or tourists do deserve to be homeless on the beach. <laughs> and I think you've done us all a favour. Thank you very much, because it was the rush. The initial rush is always the idiots. The idiots just want to get out. First time they can get out. So good on you. Well done. Don't open the hotels. It's such a great practical joke. Just say, like, in Spain, we have a different April Fool's Day. It's just the day that you guys turn up. Mm. It's a national holiday. Anyway, be at peace. If you are on a beach and you're trapped on a beach, reserve your phone. Hopefully your hotels will open soon. We're saying everything in jest. We love you all. Thanks for listening. We'll be back this time next week. Don't know what we'll be talking about. Don't know what the world will look like. Maybe it'll look like Bobby Flay as Batman. Who knows? If you don't know who Bobby Flay is, look him up. He's a good guy. If you don't know what Iron Chef America is, look it up. If you don't know what Chopped is, look it up. You can do all of these things on the Food Network. We'll be back. See you later. Take care. Be safe, everyone.